Hello and welcome to the I Hate Everyone podcast. Now there's three things you guys need to know about this podcast before you listen, because this is a very different episode. The first thing is that this is an interview with my friend, Zach, who's in a real relationship with two real people who'd consider themselves gender nonconformist, or I guess who would consider themselves gender fluid. This is super important because I don't just ask him like, what's your food bill like? How'd you guys meet? I ask him real fucking questions. I want to know what the sex looks like. I want to know all the shit that you guys want to know that you can't ask somebody because you might not have a friend like this. You know, it's weird to ask somebody who tells you they're in a relationship with two people how the sex works however zach and i are friends it's a real relationship obviously i can ask him kind of what i want he can choose to tell me what he wants or what he doesn't want to tell me so think of this as you guys listening to a friend conversation however he knows it's being recorded (laughs) the second thing you guys need to know is that i am very drunk in this zach is also drunk i'm also high on edibles in this so if i sound a little bit out of character that is probably why i am very drunk the last thing that you guys need to know is that Zach is hilarious and told me of this story, I guess a few stories, of when he goes out he goes out on dates still, even though he's with his partners. He's very content with his partners. However, it's fun to go on dates. Sometimes that's what people do. And Zach will go on dates with men and women and they'll buy him like dinner and shit. And then he just like bounces. You know, he'll buy him dinner. He's like, thanks, had a great night, and just peace out. And I think this is hilarious because Zach is like, he wears a little maroon suit when he performs. He's also a magician. And like, you know, I can see why the gays like him. You know, he's like, oh yeah, gay guys love me on fucking Tinder. And I can see why, because he has this little maroon suit and he's like a little smile and it's really cute, you know, but it's it's, it's hilarious that he fucking is a little savage inside. I don't know why I keep calling him little. He's like six foot three. He's like a savage inside where he just goes on dates. He's like, <laughs> let me straighten my glasses. See you later, bitches. And then just pew, on his moped or whatever the fuck he drives away and I don't even fucking know. However, those are the three things you need to know about this. So unconventional episode. This is about a thruple. If you haven't heard anything about that, check out Professor Marsden and the Wonder Woman on Hulu. But anyway, let's get back into this shit. Enjoy the interview with Zach, the magician. Idea that we've been saying, I'll roll it. If I want to take anything out, just say take that out. Otherwise, we'll keep it going throughout the whole interview. Do you understand? I'm ready. Let's do it, man. All right. Welcome to the I Hate Everyone podcast, the only podcast run. I forgot to turn my TV off. Give me one second. Give me, wow, this is telling of the episode. Telling of the episode. The only podcast run by a 24-year-old black magician from Wisconsin, What a Combination, the hero of Harlem, the skinny Luke Cage, featured in the New York Times, Complex, ABC, NBC, Fox, and... I fucked up the order again. Wow. Anyway, moving on. Today we're recording a podcast, a special podcast, another guest podcast, because because people make the world go round. So you might be like, why do you sound so happy, so joyful, so cheerful, so chipper? Well, the reason is because I had a few friends come over. It was a good time. There was some there was some some mints, some candies. The candies may have had the thick. There's popcorn. There was popcorn, made some stove popcorn. It had the thuk. If you know, you know. <laughs> and then we had some wine. It tastes kind of like Manischewitz. It's, it's a delicious wine. It's thick. It's viscous. It's sweet. $16. It's been the Jesus of wines. I use the wine. It can make everybody feel good. I've done it with four people. I've done it with three people. Next up is 20 people. It's the, it's the Jesus fish of wine. But today... Today in this podcast, we're talking to a friend of mine. I will let him introduce myself. I gave him the option of being anonymous, his real self, an alias. Well, who are you? 
Uh, I'm Zachary Gartrell. I'm the uh, only magician living in New Rochelle, New York. Are you actually Zachary, or is this an alias or like a porn name? You'll never know. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow, powerful. So Zach is here. We don't really have a plan, but the interesting thing about Zach, or at least, Zach, I'll let you tell people what you think I would find interesting about you. Okay, well, the way you phrased it is uh, I have two partners, and that is twice as many partners as used to people having, so you have a lot of questions about how that works. Yeah, yeah, so because in New York, it's a lot more common to see, like, people in relationships with more than one person, or it's a lot more common to see people that believe that you can be in love with more than one person, and me being from Wisconsin, when I came here, I wasn't expecting to see it, see it like, so soon, but I've met a lot of people, the guy I hired at the museum, one of the people I did... Uh, was one of those people like I've, I've met multiple people like going out that are all in like polyamorous relationships so it's a lot more common than I think you guys think especially if you're like from Wisconsin so we're gonna delve into this find the secrets of the, the would you call it a polyamorous relationship uh, I think that's yeah that's probably the technical term for what we do why do you sound so disappointed <laughs> so are you having fun are you having the time of your life you know, actually, uh, that's, a, that's a complicated thing. Um, I try to look at the world from a net happiness perspective. And, you know, when it was first broached to me, first brought up, because my, uh, my partner, uh, who I was dating with at the time, uh, was interested in bringing this other person to the relationship. And there was a whole roller coaster of emotions I had along the way. There was a period of time where I was like very nervous. I was like, are you going to be only interested in other people from now on? You know, is this the only person we're going to bring in? How do the genitals line up? You know, how, how does all that work? Then, then I met the, the third person we brought in. Uh, we'll call him R for now. Uh, I don't have permission to reveal too much about them. But and I need people to know this is not my coming out episode <laughs> where, where like I tell you that me, Liz, and Zach are in like a weird polyamorous Yeah, R is not RJ. It, it would be mainly weird because Liz is in England, so the fact that we're both holding out for her to come to like America, that's not what this is. But uh, I didn't release the episode yet, but I guess in the future when you're listening to this, it'll all, it'll be released. So anyway, continue. Yeah, to the best of my knowledge, RJ is still aggressively heterosexual. Mm-hmm. We've had enough wine to know I would not say aggressive heterosexual I would say like no normally hetero- I would say above normal that's fair I would I would try like not above normal like above normally aggressive but above normal is in like I don't think like I attack sexuality as the way of a normal man does I hope not because like we have problems obviously I hope not I try not to I try my oh best. my god does he try okay okay continue continue my bad I got I got caught up in a self-indulgent moment all right so yeah so i met r and like he was living in oregon at the time so we kind of met, you know talked over discord got to interact chat with each other and we found out you know we got along and that made me a lot more comfortable with the relationship that was budding between r and s and um you know they were much more in depth they were at the point where they were to say i love you to one another and that's not a level that I've gotten to with R yet, and that's that's okay. You know, we do you want to get there? Is that like a thing that you have to do to feel like it's complete, or can you just like not and accept that? Yeah. Um, at this point, I feel like I will never get to that level with R. You know, the the depth of emotion I have for S is on a completely different level than what I have for R. And based on the time we've had together, you know, I can see R as a passionate friend and someone I care about. But I think love in the sense that I take it and 
interact with another person at that level, I don't think that's the trajectory I'm headed with R. But that's okay, also. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. It's not yeah. like you have to have the same depth of emotional love for everyone in your life, I think. I don't know. Like, no, I'm that's not very a doctor. Accurate. Okay, yes. Yeah, I am a doctor. I am a doctor. Okay, so you have this third person, and do you mind, if you would like to, say the the gender of the last person so people know if you're just like a, a three guy way or like yeah so uh, s is um uh gender uh gender fluid is how they describe themselves they prefer they them pronouns um, now do you think this is something we should leave in or do you think this is something like it like it might be like it's interesting to know a situation that real people are in so yeah. i think that's so if you want me to leave this in like that'd be fine but like if you want me to take it out let me know because no I'm a, I'm a i'm a data-driven person i think giving the the full story is the only way to you know normalize this kind of thing and this person's out as that Yes, yes. Okay, okay. so we're not, we're not outing anybody, so I just wanted to be sh- clear and sure yeah. for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're, they have they, them pronouns on their work uh, email <laughs> uh, <laughs> footer, uh-huh. so that they're normalized for that. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, and uh, they were actually very worried about that when I first met them, because they're like, you know, I, I sometimes present more masculinely than I do femininely, and I met them in a more feminine state. And I was like, well, I am, you know, I identify as pansexual, so no matter how you're identifying, you're going to tickle my jimmy, so you're mm. going to be fine. Don't stress about that. So that was very reassuring for them. Um, uh, R is a trans man. So he identifies as a male, uses he, him pronouns 100% of the time. Um, and so, uh, you know, uh, R and S are configured in very much the same way sexually. Mm-hmm. Uh, the opposite of the way I'm configured. I consider myself a cis man, he, him is the nature there. Okay. So, for people who don't know, because there are a lot of people who don't know, there are a lot of people that are like, oh, why does it matter with pronouns? Now, I'm not super down with the pronouns. Like, I know the, I know what people mean when they say it. I'm not, like, super with it yet. Not because, like, I haven't, just because, like, it just takes time to change. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. So, it's, yeah. So, it's like, I, I still, like, I'm still at the stage where I'm, like, struggling to, like, consistently say they right. for people, you know? That's one's very tricky. Even dating someone who goes by they. Mm-hmm. It, it was, you know, a several-month-long process before that came normal and natural. Yeah, yeah. And at, at the same time, I, I see people that, a lot of people that are like, this is so wrong, and obviously I can't convert anyone that listens to this, whether it's right or wrong, but what I can say is it's like, it's one of these things that, like, isn't hurting anyone, and I just don't like... It's actively improving so at least one person's life by, you know, managing their, their, their feelings, and I yeah. think from a utilitarian standpoint, that m- maximizes the amount of happiness and joy in the world. So I strive very hard to act in that way accordingly. And as I said in one of the last podcasts, history tends to lean liberal. So like when they free, if you, hmm? if you look at the Supreme Court, interesting thing. The um, usually when there's a major ruling, one of the conservatives will break off and vote with the liberal Brock to you know make some liberal change to our law. But when the when the liberals break off and vote with the conservatives, almost always all four of them go. So it always becomes a seven zero decision. Mm. So it's really interesting how those dynamics play out. Yeah, it's just that's how it is when we look through history. So all the things that usually don't hurt people are usually things that are okay, usually, and then the things that hurt people are usually like debated. But like, I know like you college girls love your coke, so it's like you know <laughs> this is a debate for another day, I suppose. But okay. So whose idea was this to be in the relationship and the other person opposed to it at first? Um, so yeah, S was the one who originally broached the situation. Um, they met R through Discord um, and they interacted in some, I think it was like a, uh, a role play group, but mm-hmm. like t- um, not like sexual role play, but like writing role plays between like 
anime characters, and they would like it's oh, kind of like so you, live action fan fiction. Sort I of. called her a manic pixie dream girl, so you would agree that this is this is, <laughs> this is the type. Uh, their hair is currently pink. So. I, I've met the partner, and they do remind me of kind of like uh, like e girl before e girls knew what they were, and it's kind of like uh, yeah yeah. They uh they do play uh, Super Smash Brothers with me on occasion. So yeah. imagine yeah. almost like a young Indiana Jones e girl. Like she, she looks nothing like that. But I just need you to realize that's what I picture when I. I don't know if you feel, do you feel what I feel. Uh, if I close my eyes and really picture it, it's exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. There we go. Okay. So yeah, they uh, R and S were forming a a bond and a friendship, and uh, I just found out earlier today actually that R passionately believed that S was a man up until they started exchanging nudes with each other. They're like, oh, oh, that's not what I was expecting at all. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So, by the way, you can follow me on Instagram at RJ the Magic Can. You can rate the podcast. I know you motherfuckers are listening. You're pretending you're not. You're hiding behind your motherfucking, your motherfucking phones and your keyboards and your headphones and you're hiding and you're not rating. But you need to rate that shit. Write a review because if you don't, I'm gonna remain poor forever in New York with one house and I want two. I want two of those bitches. So, yes, follow me, RJ at Magic. RJ the Magic Can. RJ the Magic Can. I was doing so well. I always there. thought you edited that in, but you do that live. I do that, that was live. so smooth. You were no. just like, oh, it's time for that. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's time for that. I just put that in there. And, Zach, where can people find you? Uh, I perform as Zach Alexander. I do magic in the New York area, so uh, Zach Alexander Magic is the way to find me on Instagram. Now, when the pandemic hit, everyone's like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we? Like, I need you guys to know like, I don't have a lot of friends, right? I have a lot of people that I like, and I have a lot of people that like me, but I don't have a lot of friends because I am very transactional. Where I believe like that, like I do something for you, you do something for me, but that's how friendship to me is proven, kind mm. of. And when that happens, when I see that reciprocation, that's for me when it matters. Like that's when I know when I have a real friend. So like for instance, Zach uh, put on a show at the beginning of the year and he did me the solid inviting me to be one of the people to perform now granted i was hot at the time <laughs> granted i was hot at the time and i'm still hot because i'm launching my series soon i'm pitching to netflix usa tnt i can't remember the other ones because i'm a little bit tipsy but starting on monday with the first meeting on netflix to pitch my show about the history of black magicians coming soon i will update you but i'm still hot but i was hot back then but still Zach invited me to the show, being a newbie to New York, not knowing if I was good, just taking a guess. Well, I'd seen you do the intro at the uh, Houdini Museum. I'd seen you do the show. You came out and, like, you just mm. hyped people up, and I was like, I need that energy in my show. That is what oh, I shit. want. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. He knew a little bit. I knew he... a little bit. I'd never seen you do a magic trick. Mm. But I was like, you know what? I, if I, he just sits there and hypes up the crowd for his 30-minute spot, he'll do all right. Hey, yes, yes. That's what I did. And then Zach invited me to the show. I did it and it was great. I got pictures. It was great. And then Zach paid me, which typically doesn't happen between young people. Young people don't typically pay. And they also don't usually pay a lot. Zach paid me a lot. But I said, Zach, did you make how much you're going to make? How much you wanted to make? And then he said, not exactly. I kind of broke even. And then I said, Zach, take some of this money back, a decent amount back. I think it was like a 200 bucks back. I'm like, take this back because you paid me more than I did. I didn't even need this shit. I have a job, bro. I have a job. And that was our first thing. He did me a favor. I did him a favor. Then after that, after that, I had a charity show where I needed a producer. I didn't have money. I didn't have money. I didn't have anything. 
I needed help. I needed help to produce this charity show so that I could give money back to Babashi Center for Hope in Philadelphia that goes to helping women and LGBTQ people and HIV AIDS and all this sexual reproductive health and education in the community. And I didn't know who to call. Who could I call? The one person who wrote a motherfucking book. <laughs> this is like an intro in the middle of the fucking... <laughs> he wrote a motherfucking book on how to do virtual shows. And I knew this and I called him and he said, yes, I can do it. And I said, how much do you want? He said, a fuck ton. And I'm like, I don't have a fuck ton. I can give you a little bit. And he said, that's okay. I'll take it because we're friends. That's what I mean. So I don't have a lot of friends that I trust. A lot of people that I like. But Zach, Zach's in the club because he's that type of person. You you did me a solid back, though. You got people to donate for Mm. the tech guy at Mm. that show. That was hype. Made a little bit of tips. Made Made a little bit of tips. People appreciated what I did. Yes, yes. So how long have you been doing magic? So I've been super serious. I mean, I've been I've been interested in it since like elementary school, but I got super serious about it in high school. So I did my first paid gig for $25. And the girl was how like, old are you? I was I was like 17 at the time, because mm. right before I went and worked at a Boy Scout camp. Okay. Um, but the, the woman was like, how much she charge? I said $25. So that's more I'd made in my life. She's like, is that it? Are you sure you don't want more? And I was like, oh, crap, I've worked myself into a quarter. I was like, yeah, that's how much I am. She's like, okay, cool, whatever, man. My, my mom had to drive me to that gig. Mm. Like, I, I was one of those kids who waited until he was, like, 19 to get his driver's license. Okay, okay. Now, Zach, this is a question I don't know if you're ready for. Okay. I want to continue on this subject, but All I right. want people to not think, ooh, the juicy shit is gone. The no, juicy what? shit is no more juicy fruit. Okay. I don't want people to think that. So, at the end of this, will you tell us what it looks like to have the sex? I, I, I can describe that if you'd okay. like to hear about at the that. End, at the end. Okay. At the end. For them... Not for me, for them, because they need a reason to stick around, because you're a magician. I care about this, but they're going to be like, oh, there's, there's no more. I, I wanted to know more about polyamory. So if you stick around, okay. we'll learn about more about polyamory, maybe, because I, I, I need to know for research purposes. Yes. So you started doing magic when you were a teenager. Were you one of the people that was like a weird kid that used magic to like get friends? You know, I, uh, probably to some extent, if I'm completely honest, but... I mean, I had friends in other domains, too. Like, I wasn't one of those people who was antisocial. I had genuine friends. I bonded over trading card games and video games and stuff. So I had friends outside of Magic. and But I still would walk up to strangers and be like, hey, man, you want to see a trick? So it's somewhere in there. All right. So you're kind of like a... Like, if I was going to describe Zach, I'd describe, like, imagine Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, <laughs> but kind of imagine him, like, in a suit, then give him, like, a fade, and then imagine that, like... That's actually it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's actually, it. Yeah, that's it. I've been Shaggy for Halloween like so many times. Have you actually? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. It's like the easiest one. Yes, yes, yes. So, so Zach. So that's what I imagine with Zach. So it's just like. So how did you become a kids magician? So I mean, I was always doing work with the Boy Scouts. Yeah. And so one of the things you know, if we had downtime between Boy Scout activities, I'd break out some tricks. Yeah. So that's how I got good at entertaining kids. And then when you get real serious into like doing paid gigs, like the easiest market to get into is the birthday market. Yeah. Like even if you were absolute trash, people will hire you if you're you know the right price. Mm. So that was kind of like the first market I could get into. And you know I have ambitions for other markets in the future, but that one's nice. You know, just show up on a weekend, do my thing, collect my fee. I don't have to like go on a cruise for a week or rent out a big theater. So it's it's good for juggling with my engineering career. Yeah, oh, so you're an engineer too. You you climb telephone poles or something. Uh, I, I or just, something. Yeah, something, I, something like that. Sure, whatever. We're not getting to that. It's not the podcast. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So, we need... 
have something. Let me think. He's this thinking real be, hard, be, folks. This is going to be edited. I, this part is going to be edited. Okay. I no try worries. my best because I know there's something. Something I've wondered. Okay. Positive or negative thing? While he's thinking, I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. While I was in the Boy Scouts, we went up to a cabin in the woods that my friend Matthew owned. And it's like in the middle of nowhere, Appalachia, Virginia. Which it's Appalachia because if you throw, if you say Appalachia, I'll throw an Appalachia. Um, Jeez, who are you? What that's how you remember that. Sam, you know I am ass motherfucker. What the so, so at next door to Matthew's cabin, there was an ostrich. Uh, like a guy, he owns an ostrich in a pen for whatever reason. I don't know. Maybe he has eggs. I don't know. I have no clue why there's an ostrich on the middle of a mountain in Appalachia, Virginia. But my buddy Brian, he bets me $20 I will not climb into this pen and bitch slap the ostrich right across the face. And at this point in my life, $20 meant something to me. Remember, I was charging $25 for a magic show, so $20 to slap an ostrich? That was a great this return on it. This is like an honest-to-God, real story. This is like a setup to some, like, joke. No, this is, this is, no. This is, this I'll seriously I'll stretch you out, girl. That's, how, that's not how it ends. <laughs> that's not how this ends. <laughs> oh, okay. No, so, I climb into the, uh, into the pen, and I am eye-to-eye with an ostrich. Like, then these things are terrifying looking you in the this eye. This is not a real And story. I want my $20, so I slap the ostrich clear across it and turn around why and just fucking run. To, why would you admit to this? I, I'm not going to get caught now. Statue of limitations for ostrich <laughs> aggression is over. That so. means you, just, you just admitted to slapping the most majestic of fowl on the face. Emus are way prettier. How dare you? Aren't emus just ostri? No. Oh, my God. Do you not know the difference between emu and ostrich? I thought they were just like the same. You know how like a panther That's and like... That's like saying that a bald eagle and a peregrine falcon are the same thing. Did you know a panther, a puma, and a mountain lion are all the exact same animal? Yes, that is true. Okay, see? Like the echidna and the anteater, same animal. Yeah, I knew that one too, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, see, so that was a logical conclusion that I, I, I had. If you can't hear that, those are fireworks. They have fireworks every fucking night. Let me tell you my fucking theory, right? This is a fucking theory because I think that they're trying to kill someone. I think they're trying to kill a bunch of people. Someone. I don't know who. Maybe it's the KKK. Maybe it's the fucking gangs in the neighborhood. Maybe it's, like, Donald Trump. Someone's trying to kill somebody, right? So if they set off fireworks... This is such a conspiracy theory. Why am I getting, like, so upset about this? So... Preach. Tell them so if they set off fireworks if they set off fireworks every single night and they then, turn the freaking frogs gay yeah and they turn <laughs> <coughs> so they set off the fucking fireworks then on like the 27th day the 27th day of fireworks the 27th day when you're used to it the pop 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 it's popping popping hotter than fucking salt and pepper walking down the fucking field during a super Bowl. Oh, super I was trying. I was trying to like. I was trying to do that, but salt and pepper moving up the field off the off the Super Bowl, popping in the air. Then, when a gunshot goes off and pops, and they need to kill someone, you won't know. So they could be dead for days, and then the other person can just get out of the state. You know, I'm thinking that they have a list of people that they need to kill throughout the United States, and they're gonna do this until they can accidentally burn down enough apartments and accidentally, not accidentally, and purposely shoot somebody during the pops. So that it's just normal that we start living in fucking World War Three. 
Dude, you remember what you were gonna ask me or I have to talk about my sex life now? What's it gonna no be? No more Nikes. Do I remember what I was gonna ask you? I don't know, do you have anything you wanna talk about? Any interesting subjects? I can tell you I can talk about the cups and balls. This is a magic podcast. This still? is not a magic podcast. This is not a magic podcast. This has never been okay. a magic podcast. Okay. No, no, no. This this is about what you do in magic. If you if you have any interesting stories, any interesting tidbits. Anything. Oh. I know how fu- uh, I can tell you about how fucked up the cops are in New York. Um, so there's a thing called the PBA card, okay. and it's literally a get out of jail free card for a cop. No, no for a for a you, so what you do is you do something nice for a cop, or you pay a cop some money. It gives you this little card. Oh. And if you get pulled over by a cop, or like they're hassling you, you just show them this card. It's like, hey, I paid your gang, you know. And then they're like, oh, okay, well he's one of the good ones, so you can get off. So I did a magic show for a kid's birthday, and normally my fee is like whatever dollars, and he wanted like. Like, whatever minus, like, 75% off. And I'm like, okay, that's not happening. He's like, nah, I'll get you a PBA card. And I'm like, all right, cool. So he gives me this card, and it just says PBA, Policeman's Benevolent Society. As long as you have this card. I've been pulled over, like, three times, and I just show the card. And he's like, oh, have a good day, sir. They don't take it? No, they don't take it. You don't have to cash it in. Just as long as you have this, and it's the right Can year. Can I see it? Uh, it's the tw- I got just took it out of my wallet. It's the 2018 one, so it's not uh, good anymore. Oh, wait, really? Like, you yeah, just throw you a get- nine on that bitch? No, no, it's 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 like engraved and stuff, like so it's like gold. No, it, it looks like a it looks like a credit card. It's like credit card sized, but it's like got like you know stuff on it, like the raised letters and all that. That's incredible. Yeah. So they gave what'd you do for the cop? I just did a show for his, his like nephew or something. Did a magic show for his he nephew's birthday. So he just hands his shit like fucking candy. Apparently, I mean, the, every police officer gets like four or five per year or something. They can give out at their discretion is like how it works. Finding these people and tracking them down, documenting their story should be a, a Netflix special. Yeah, no, this is that's how that's like this is how really how cops are, are run in New York. This is a real honest to god thing. I kid you not. You heard it here first, folks. When PBR beer does this, PBR with a PBA, and then launching like content series on Facebook where they PBR beer goes around finding these people with PBA cards and finding the stories that made them. Like in good favor with the cops. Like one time, like I saved a cop's kid from falling down a window or falling down a staircase. I mean, you know, like, you know, like when that happens, like th- that's gonna be like a, a content series, like Vice or some shit like that. Where like you know, th- you can take that idea, take that idea, whoever's listening, you can take that idea. PBA with a PBR, no PBR with a PBA. Everybody gets one. There you. Go. That's that's a slogan. It's like it's like it's five o'clock somewhere. That's what it's like. Okay. So we've reached the semi-end of this podcast. Okay, here we go. There was no form. There was no like format to this. There's no formula. I was just like, let's just see what comes out if we talk. So we learned that you're in a polyamorous relationship with two people, a man and a woman. Yeah. Would you say that, or would you say gender fluid man and a woman? They won't get offended if you say they're a woman. That's you know, if you passed them on the street, that's what you would have guessed. Okay. Okay. So you're in, what would you describe it as? I mean, I, I I prefer just to be technically accurate, say they're gender fluid, but both are gender fluid. No, I'm sorry. One is gender fluid, and yeah. one is a trans man. Uh oh, okay, okay. I was not aware of this. Yeah, I didn't know that. I okay. thought we were discussing something else. Okay, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it, no. it's it's complicated. I am. No, it is. <laughs> it is. It is. So you're in this relationship. You're having the time of your life. Sure. You're having the time of your life. Say yes. 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 He's, he's, Hi, honey. He's I'm a, having he, the time of my life. He's I promise. In, he's in a good mood. He's in a good mood. Don't don't be fooled by his nonchalant nature and his 
his, his candid personality. He is he is ha he is happy. He's happy. So you're having the time of your life in this relationship. What are the challenges of being in this type of relationship, and what are the good parts? Well, putting three people in an apartment that only has two rooms definitely a challenge. It's tough to find space to be you know alone, not around another person. But I think a lot of people have had that struggle with the uh, the lockdown, so that's not so unique. Uh, um, yes. There's definitely moments when somebody is having you know they're not having at their emotional best, and you know we're having to provide emotional labor for one another, and that's I'm doing more of that than I used to. So that is challenging. Um, there are moments of jealousy and concern that need to be talked about and reassured on a regular basis. You know, uh, R has different general configurations than I do, and mm. there's always the lingering fear that S will become more attracted to that configuration and, you know, more less attracted to my configuration to the point where I'm no longer necessary in the relationship per se. It's a complicated yep. problem. Yeah, we've discussed that many times, and they've assured me that they do not feel that way, and that is not forthcoming. But it needs to be reminded on a regular basis because that, you know, that doubt creeps in if you're, if you let it. Interesting. Interesting. So is this always something you wanted, or is it something that just like spur of the moment like happened? I two people I've dated in my life have tried to get me into this situation, so apparently the kind of women I'm into just are also the kind of people who are into this in general I don't fucking know maybe I'm just unlucky who knows but yeah I'm it's never something I would have volunteered for or pursued in my own I was completely happy with the state of affairs um, but I have no you know moral stake in the matter so since it's making s significantly more happy to have R around then I think it's the right thing to do because it increases the net happiness in the space now, I know at least one person listens to this podcast. I know you're listening. I know you know who you are. Has told me that they want a polyamorous relationship. Have told me that they are, like, interested in pursuing this as an avenue of love. Mm -hmm. Love. Mainly because they, they like men and women, and they think that they won't ever have enough mm. or be able to get enough. Is that, like, that insatiable feeling? Is that what you had, or what, why did you... That's tough. Um, I mean, my advice, and this is not an advice podcast. This is not. But if I was going to give advice to that individual, I would say, you know, going out and pursuing a polyamorous relationship is, you know, it sounds like if you're pursuing it, there is something missing from your life. Whereas I think if you kind of find yourself in a situation where it's the only right choice, kind of by accident, I feel like that's the only, like, really safe way to end up that, you know, RNS never intended to fall in love, but once they were, they were like, well, now we have to do something about it. Oh, I didn't know they were in love. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, so, and that just happened by, you know, they just met and clicked, and it just blossomed completely organically. Mm. They didn't go out looking for an additional partner. And honestly, R was very nervous about coming into this relationship, because they were like, well, you've got a partner, I shouldn't be getting this close to you. And that's like, no, no, he's cool with it. Uh, Turns out I was, but they didn't check first, so, yay. <laughs> but... It's fine. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. That so, makes sense. Yeah, th that's, that's how it is. I would say be cautious, and, you know, look for, you know, be open to finding love with a person. But if you go hunting for another person and not cultivating the relationship that you're already in, then that could, that could lead to dangerous emotions and could cause you to lose what you already have. Yeah, so this person who, who may be a man, who may be a woman to this person or these people or whoever feels like this maybe 
obviously if you think you want a polyamorous relationship no one can be like go do it do it like maybe it's something you fall into is what i am interpreting from these comments you know that's a good that's a good summary yes yes but less eloquent for sure (laughs) okay so this is not a trashy podcast okay this is not a trash we are not vulgar however we are curious people okay I'm trying to satisfy not a need, but maybe if I have a conservative person listening to this podcast and they know a little bit more, maybe that might make them think they're just like me. Okay. Maybe. I don't don't know. Mm -hmm. So I'm not above asking some intimate sex questions. Dun, dun, dun. What do you need to know? I don't need anything. What would you like to know, RJ? I don't, I don't, I wouldn't like, by the listeners, I can hear their questions. Suffer for the listeners, do it for them. Suffering for the listeners. Okay, okay. So, you're, you're doing your thing. How do you give attention to both at the same time like what fucking so there's a couple of configurations that are popular like, sometimes uh, r and s just interact with one another and i sometimes r just lays their head in my lap and you know just is near me while s touches them that's very popular oh wow um sometimes r and uh is you know they're the the smallest and most pathetic member of the group so whoa i or, didn't know it was like that yeah very prey like so you know if we start you know biting them or you know, pinning them down. They're basically, you know, whatever we're going to do, they have to deal with it. So that's very popular. Sometimes S and I will, you know, kind of overpower them and touch them, and they, they enjoy that, you know. It's consensual and all of what have you. Would um, you argue that your relationship is more sexual than the average relationship, or would you say that you probably have sex? I have had less like, sex since R moved in. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Because you think you have less because Yeah, of because S, you know, R and I don't uh, interact very often. Sometimes uh, R will do oral on me, but very infrequently. Um, so if I am going to have a sexual interaction, S needs to be in the room, you know, 98% of the time. And then R and S interact on their own. So, you know, S is doing double duty. They have to give attention to two people. Um, and so, you know, that's a lot to keep up with. And that they is. get burned out on that sometimes. So, All right. All right. I don't want to give too much away, obviously, because you have a life. You have a life. You need things to be in this life that are yours. Mm-hmm. Yours alone. We got to close a can of worms and struggle them and close them back down. <laughs> so, one last question. All right. Big finale. Do you think the world if you had like a jumbotron over mm-hmm. the whole world and you could all see you say like one message mm-hmm. to the world about your situation whether it's good or bad whether it's like you should accept it whether it's like you should not whether it's like I just like fucking french toast on Sundays with fucking both my partners <laughs> whatever the fuck you want to say definitely what? cooked less since R moved in I've enjoyed less, that part oh, okay I think meant less french toast I'm like no no so what would you say to the world that they should know about your situation that's fair. I mean, we are happier because of this, and Ooh. yeah, uh, that is, I think, the driving force. Anything is what makes the world the most happy and the most pleasurable and the the best overall experience. Mm-hmm. You know, there may be dangers in the future, but you know, we are dedicated to navigating them as a team. And you know, I like working as a team. We've, we've pack bonded, <laughs> so okay, okay. You know, we uh, just roll with it. You know, we're not going to harm anybody, and 
we're, none of us are planning to have kids, so can't say think of the kids. <laughs> oh no, that's so bad. That should not be a thing that like it shouldn't but... be considered. Think of the kids. What would they say? Like what the fuck? They'd be like, I ah, look at me, I'm fucking triple love. Yeah, I think we'd go. We'd go with mommy, daddy, and uncle R. I think that's uh, that's mm-hmm. the arrangement we'd have. See, the thing is, with people who are like upset with that, those are the same people that would argue that like. People are growing up without fathers, and that's ruining America. So by that logic, an extra fucking parent should be, yeah, like, exactly. adding. It takes a village. We're a whole village all in yes. one. There you go. Yes, look at that. Objectively, right? our kid will be the super kid. Yeah, yeah. Parent-teacher conference going to be awkward as hell, though. Yeah, that, that would be weird, maybe. Maybe none of you go. Maybe that's the answer. Okay. You come to the end. You've learned a little bit. You've taken a peek in. I wanted to do this mainly because I feel like a lot of people don't understand it and probably by default think it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Not like, I'm not saying most of you are all people. I'm just saying, like, there are people out there. And it's like, until you, like, hear someone that's actually doing it, you can't, like, conceptualize that, like, it's a normal person that, like, has a normal voice. Yeah, even being asked to be a part of it, my gut reaction was like, this is, I don't have a frame of reference for this. This doesn't feel like something I would ever thought I would do. So very nervous, very cautious, moving in that direction. Yeah, yeah, and I'm definitely I'll go through and edit out anything that like gives away too much unnecessary information because okay. it's yeah because I think it's important to have some like obviously have some kind of privacy, especially if you like want to listen back to this in like five. Yeah, years. Hopefully, this doesn't ruin my children's entertainment business. No, no, I, I definitely don't think so because that's another thing I did want to talk about. But since you brought it up, I'll say it because I wasn't sure, but. It's, it's a lot of, like, people see people, like, that, like, are stars on Disney Channel or something like that, and we assume they are, like, sexual people, mm-hmm. and it's kind of, like, unfair that we, like, spring that on people, that, like, they should be able to do the same thing that Donald Trump pretends he does, mm. but not, not, not the pretend, not people should just grab people by the pussy, but, like, like. The way Donald Trump thinks he is, the fucking pimp slayer that he thinks he is, and the amount of fucking slacks and pussy that he fucking slays that Republicans think he does, should be the same amount of slack that we give fucking children's entertainment and shit like that, because it's like, I think we get like up in arms when anything sexual happens with like a Disney star, or like even like a kid's like Disney Channel star, and it's like, not a kid's Disney Channel star, but like an adult on a kid's Disney Channel star. Right. Or, like, the guy who, like, played Barney has to be, like, fucking perfect all the time. And it's like, do, do they? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's interesting to think about how we kind of condemn those people. Taylor Swift can't do shit. Hashtag bring back Taylor Swift. She donated to, like, she got political this year. Like, that's how bad politics got is she decided, you know what, actually I am political. Oh, uh, yes, Taylor Swift. But anyway, that's the episode. I'm here. I'm RJ, the magician, the only 24-year-old black magician from Wisconsin, the hero of Harlem, the skinny Luke Cage, RJ, the magic can on Insta. Nailed it. And we also have Zach. Thank you, Zach, for coming on the podcast, showing us the way, the truth, and the light. I got to stop hitting my hand. Yes. Thank (laughs) you, Zach. You're welcome, RJ. Ah, yes. All right. Enjoy your day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the I Hate Everyone podcast. You should find me.